All right, so uh, good morning, and uh, we're going to get into the Word today. Um, um, uh, uh, just talking about uh, the believers. Uh, we've uh, actually had a... Uh, it's interesting, uh, Pastor Mel talked about witnessing the day, and, um, uh, you know, they sang by faith. You talked about faith yesterday, did a powerful job, a guy talk. Uh, you know, Pastor Mel just talked about sharing or, 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 or being a witness. What did you say? What did she say? Uh, being a witness is giving evidence, right? And this morning in the discipleship class, and she was saying how we are the evidence. But we can't display the evidence if we don't attach the faith, right? As uh, Lou was sharing uh, earlier. Like we can't really, you know, I mean, it'd be wonderful, or actually it wouldn't be wonderful. It'd probably just, you know, we probably take a lot more for granted if it was just so, so easy. But the fact that you go through tests and trials, you go through wilderness experiences, you go through hurdles and tough things, you have to mend relationships, you have to find a way to operate in humility and love to re- reconnect with people, you have to operate meekness, you know, uh, persuade and return for attack, you know, um, decrease that he can increase, all these little different things you have to navigate through. It seems insurmountable, but you have to believe through it so somebody else can see God is real. You know, it's, it's, a, it's, it's such an interesting setup and such a wonderful experience. Uh, uh, we always, uh, I always pick with my, my, my wife, uh, you know, uh, everybody knows she's a fireball, but she's also spontaneous, so we end, we, we, we end up on what we call uh, 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 the adventures of Melanie. So uh, uh, my nephew uh, actually participated in one of the adventures of Melanie yesterday. You know, after a long day, we get home and she, hey, guess what? What I found. So we, out, we leave back out going on adventure. We both driving up to the house talking about, man, I'm tired, you know, because, you know, we had the 7 o'clock Bible school and then we had guy talk and then we... Uh, uh, we worked the young kids out with the basketball program on, on the, uh, the basketball court. And then uh, some of the guys, we played a little, uh, a little knockout for a little while. So we, we figuring, you know, and then we, we stopped to look at, we stopped to look, look at a vehicle. Then we was on our way home. And then Mrs. Fire, hey, hey. <laughs> and so we went on one of those adventures. And the interesting thing is, but, Wonderful thing about Melanie Adventures, some special things happen on those adventures. So you go in uncertain as to what is this adventure going to be about. Uh, but, but, you know, it's, 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 uh, you're using a level of faith to say, well, something always happens on these adventures. So, you know, and, and, and it's not always about what you think you're going for. You end up connecting with people, you're uh, sharing the gospel with people, and, you know, um, all types of different wonderful things on the adventures of Melanie. Y'all got to go sometimes. Some of y'all have already been, but, you know, it's better than Carowinds, <laughs> right? Uh, so, um, <laughs> uh, so, so this weekend has been power packed. We're talking about, talked about a lot of faith, a lot of believing, uh, in Bible school, just talking about how to get through and navigate and interpret God's word, to get through these, those layers of, of uh, what does that mean? I don't understand that. That doesn't make sense. That seems like it contradicts itself. Well, it takes faith to go deeper. It takes faith, as Pastor Mel was sharing, to, to peel off the layers 
to get to the revelation. We talk about in Bible school, it starts off with an agony, you know, because the natural man ain't really feeling the word. Even the super Christians ain't necessarily like, oh, wonderful, let me read today. You know, like that's not, the natural person just doesn't navigate that way. So it starts out with an agony, it grows into an appetite, right? It grows into an appetite. But even some of y'all that eat all the time, sometimes you just don't eat. You know, you get so busy, you just don't eat, right? So you can have an appetite, but that doesn't mean you always use it. Is that correct? Right? And so, but then it crosses over from the appetite into amusement or pleasurable. Like, it's really something that, like, you know, just like you go to games and stuff like that because of the amusement you enjoy. Some of us just go to churches for amusement. Once we entertain, we check out. Um, We don't like the stretching part. We just like the amusement part. So we go to places that's going to amuse us, and we feel I checked off church, but as long as I ain't stretched, I ain't getting no truth, and I'm not challenged to go beyond where I'm at, I'm good with that, right? So we skip the agony, and we skip the appetite and go to the amusement, so it don't really take and it don't really benefit your life when you're in a tough situation. You can't pull on it the same way because it's not your default now. When you squeeze all the pleasure is what comes out, and the pleasure can't handle the challenge. And normally you turn and run or you shut down or you pretend it'll all go away. All right, so, so what we have to do is we have to cross over to not just, uh, you know, a church checkoff. You know, uh, 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 Lou said this. He said, faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God, Romans 10, 17, right? And so, so you, you around church, you start to hear, oh, my God, I think I need this. You know, you, know the, you know the transition of sitting in the pew, but you the one that, that that's needs to be coming to the altar, and you're looking around, and then you feel it, but, but because you've been spending so much time in the world, the flesh won't let you get about your seat. You know, you know that experience, right? It's almost like you like this, like, you know, you remember, remember the mummy experience? And so you're in the inside, help me, help me. You know, but on the outside, you know, you're just sitting there, everybody think, oh, oh, they just ain't feeling it. But on the inside, you're like... Wonderful, wonderful, wee. Right, like you're you're inside, you really want, but you can't. The inner man is being punked by the outer man, right? Right, you know that. I mean, some of y'all act like it was a long time ago. It was just just the other week, right? And so, but you, you know when you finally break through and you come up to the altar, you know, you come up to the altar, you're still shaking a little bit, right? But you come up. I'm here for Jesus, right? So you come up, you accept Jesus, and, and what are we tempted to do at that point? Whew. Like it's all over, right? That doesn't happen in no, no other area of your life. You go through the background checks, you go through the application process, and you get the job, and that's it? You just stand around? No, now you got to go through training, you know, because you got to flow with the job. Well, I have experience already. Yeah, but not at this job. You ain't been around Jimmy the foreman, right? So, so you go through, so it's not just, even if you go through the process of getting a car, you just, you're going to sit in the garage, that's it? And then you're going to drive around the car, it's over. No, you still got to do oil changes. Newsflash, you got to do oil changes. Newsflash, you got to do oil changes. Guess what? As much as you think them tires last forever, they don't. You got to change the tire. You got to balance the tire. Right? You got to, y'all know y'all got to do all this stuff? Someone comes up, guess what? You got to pay the bill and the insurance. 
right? So, so it's, 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 it's still things happening after you've committed to the relationship, right? And hopefully, and as a Christian, now I'm going to be a disciple. Let me learn how to live this life. I was living the world life. Let me learn how to live the kingdom life. Oh, there's some benefits? Let me learn what the benefits are, how to navigate. I, I see y'all, you, uh, I, was, I was sitting in the back and I, I heard Stella say, well, God told me. Did God tell Stella? Like the actual God? Was she talking to herself? Right? Was it, a, was it an audible voice? Stella, get your behind up and go to church. Was it, was it that? Stella, you know you tripping, girl. Do it like that? Or was it like a still small voice where she just, she was rolling and she just got this on the inside? Please. Now you know better. Was it that? Was it from an influence, a uh, uh, man or woman of God? Was she reading the word and, oh, this can't possibly be talking to me. How did it know? How did it know? And he closed it. Was it that? <laughs> you know, some people do that, right? I didn't see that. I didn't see that. It didn't say that to me. Yes, it did. So well, what was it? How did, did, how did Stella hear from God? Well, guess what? You're supposed to ask Stella, Stella, Stella. <laughs> how, did, how did you hear from God? Right? Right? As opposed to sitting around acting and pretending like you heard from God too. <laughs> yeah, I heard from God the other day too. Short fella, right? <laughs> right? You, like, like, we, we, now we got to grow and we got to figure this out. What are these two? Why people keep carrying around this Bible? How come when I go to the hotels, there's a Bible in there? Why? Why when I'm watching the game, you know, it's the goalpost and John 3.16 is back there? What's those two dots about? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, what, what's going on? We want to learn how to navigate in the kingdom. Lou's talking about you can have to whatever you say if you, if you believe in your heart, confess with your mouth, the Lord, and you shall not doubt in your heart. I'm mixing the scriptures together. Yeah, it's all, I missed Romans 10 and, and Mark 11. I just merged them all at one time. Right? Right? But, but is that true? He said if two or more gather and touch and agree, we can have the petitions that we desire. Is that true? Right? But you got to learn how to navigate and how to operate like that. Man, Wait a minute, I can have whatever I say. He said you got to attach your faith. And what he left out is you got to feed yourself the word. The scripture says you, this is the confidence we have in him. If we ask, ask anything according to his word, his will, in harmony with his will. So if I don't know his will, I could be praying something that's not in harmony with his will. The other thing, if I don't understand the types of prayer, I could be praying the wrong prayer, a good prayer for the wrong thing. So I could be praying a prayer, I could be praying the prayer of consecration and dedication. That's what Jesus did in the garden. If it be thy will prayer, if it be your will, Lord, heal me. No, no, the Bible says by stripes we are healed. Why would I pray that prayer for that situation? No, 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 I'm not, I'm not. If it be thy will, I know it's his will. I'm praying the prayer of faith on that one. You see what I'm saying? The, the, the prayer of faith shall save the sick is what it says in James. You see what I'm saying? So I, but if I understand the system, I'm taking my Honda key trying to start a Mercedes. It's a key, it starts a car, just not that one. You understand what I'm saying? So we got to learn these things so, so we can become believers, like true believers. 
You know, believers create believers. Even in life, like, like, like you know, so, so I played basketball for years, you know, way from New Jersey to Ohio to here. And, and I like something uh, that has a three-letter word. It's called win. I like to win. Right? Now, that's more important than if I look good. I don't have to look good as long as I win. I do not like to lose. If you come play with me, I'm like, are you serious about playing today? Because if not, I'm picking somebody else. Because I'm trying to win. I'm not just here for getting exercise. Right? I like to win all the time. Ain't that right, fellas? (laughs) Just thought I slipped that in there, you know what I'm saying? Because nobody's paying attention, but each week, (laughs) I'm just saying, it's 59-year-old brother still out there winning. Right? (laughs) Right? Ain't that right, nephew? Yeah. <laughs> oh, I got the mic. I was gonna get you. You know I was gonna get you because you talk a lot of trash. Right? So anyway, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. I got a little diversion there, but but what I'm saying is like to win in the kingdom, you gotta believe. And actually, when you're playing with people and you believe, they believe too. But if you're playing with people, you're like, man, I don't know if we're gonna do this. I don't think we're gonna I, I'm just do the best I can. I hope we win. That's going to change how you flow. So in life, if you just in worst case scenarios in doubt, you're going to create that in your house. Like, like, like in our house, we believe we're going to win. When, so, when things happen, we go, hey, this ain't on us, it's on God. Let's get together and pray. But we're believing. So it creates believing. Nobody moves to a city they've never been before with $1,625 to start a church. They don't do that. Right? With just me and her. It was there wasn't nobody else. You know why we did that? We 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 crossed over and be, to be believers. We believed. Right? Right? There, no building, no people. And obviously $1,625 is no money. But 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 we had something bigger than that. We had God. We had God's word. We had God's promises. Remember, we talked about this in Healed and Whole. If you attach your faith to God's promises, you can convert them into the power of God. That's contained in them with promises is his power, right? And so if we don't have this faith that Lou was talking about earlier, we're not going to believe for this, these promises. The promises will just be theories or things we heard about. Or, yeah, I heard God say that. But, but that's not what changes our life. It's when they're converted into manifestation. When the, the power manifests in our lives, that's what changes, not just our lives, people watching. Paul said, hey, my preaching and teaching was not with enticing words of man's wisdom, but was in demonstration of power, that your faith should not stand in the wisdom of men, but in the power of God. 1 Corinthians 2, 4, and 5, right? For the people watching online, that's audible. That's why it's not on the bottom of your screen. All right. <laughs> so, where's the scripture? Then flash up. And for the people watching that's going to watch later because they said I go too fast in Bible school, <laughs> write that scripture down because it won't be on the video. All right. All right. Just, just work, let's work together, you know, help each other. It's getting on me yesterday. You, you be going so fast. I, I told him, I said, use your Bible so you can get familiar with getting, knowing where the chapters is. So bring a Bible, you know. I know we got phones, right? So they said, Pastor. We got to have, Justine was like, we got to have both. Because if you're going fast, we ain't going to get through the Bible. We got to go to our phone, all right? So we just got to use both. I got both. She said, I got both, all right? 
All right, so let's talk about this uh, being believers. We talked about some stuff last week. Um, I'm not going to go over all that for the sake of time, but we did say be- to believe is to trust, rely, and adhere to God. Tr- trust, rely, and adhere to God, right? Trust, rely, and adhere to God, right? And we went through Romans 10, 9, and 10 and some, th- and some other things, but we also talked about how the adversary tries to, to he's, the Bible says he's seeking whom he may devour, but he's looking for people that don't believe. It says he blinds the minds of them that believe not, 2 Corinthians 4, 4. So as soon as, I don't believe that, I don't believe that. So, 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 so the devil, remember he's going to and fro, seeking whom he may devour. He can't touch us. We have to give him access, right? He just can't just come in your life and wreak havoc. You got to open the door. And normally, he's, he's, any unbelief? Any unbelief? So he's seeking, he's looking around, and he's roaming, and he's just searching. In a, uh, the movie, I'm not saying I believe everything in the movie, but I was watching a movie, the Will Smith movie, and he told his son, he says, you're going, you travel. He says, why are you traveling? He says, whatever you do, don't operate in fear. He said, the animals, the beasts won't see you. They won't be able to touch you as long as you're not in fear. He says, but if you're in fear, that's the only way they can locate you. So he's basically saying they, 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 they're blind. They can't see. They can only sense and smell. And the only thing that, 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 can, that they're attracted to is fear. So he says, he says you can pretty much walk right, right by them. They won't do nothing to you because they can't see you're there. But if you, you see them and you're afraid of them, that fear is going to attract them. What? And it's the same thing. Like when we don't believe, Satan goes, uh-oh, demons, we got one, we got one. And he says, hey, bring the blind kit. And he tries to blind us, and that's when we have blind spots and we find ourselves doing stuff. And he go, how did that happen? I didn't see that coming. It just surprised me because, again, blind spots doesn't mean you can't see anything. It means there's something you're not seeing. And normally when you trip and fall, you go, that just came out of nowhere. No, it didn't. It was there the whole time, but he blinded you from seeing it. Think about it. When you get blind, you're hopeless. When you're hopeless, you're frustrated. When you're frustrated, you don't believe. You start to magnify worst-case scenarios because this looks insurmountable. Oh, they've always been that way. Oh, they're so stomach, you can't say that's just the way they are. See, that's unbelief right there. Because the Bible says with man it is impossible, but with God all things are possible. Right? And, and so how we elevate, accelerate, and navigate through life is through belief. Like, like, like and, and if you think about it, you drive through belief. There's small explosions going on in your car if you don't have an electric vehicle. You believe in the car ain't going to blow up. There's little explosions taking place with pistons in your car. You believe it's not going to blow up. You're driving over bridges you believe that's not going to collapse. Did you make it? Did you build it? Did you authenticate the builders? But you're just driving over with the exception of some people here that hate bridges. So I ain't going to say no name. She's not here, but if you're watching, Cynthia, I was talking about you. So, you know, but we do faith all the time. Y'all sitting in these chairs. We could have jimmied all the chairs. Make sure all y'all fall on your butt. Yeah, I don't know. 
My guys, I mean. Okay. All right, so let's, let's keep going here. So we talked about uh, he tries to create unbelief in us, right? And I gave you the quote by Pastor Mel, what we believe we end up saying and what we say. And when we say what we believe, we have what we say. So she said, what we believe, we end up saying. What we truly believe. You know, because the Bible says the belief takes place in the heart. And then the, you're confessing with your mouth what you truly believe. No, 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 not, not what you act like you believe. What you, when you squeeze, what you really believe in your heart is going to come out, right? And that's what she was saying. She said, so, so what we believe, we end up saying, and what we say, and when we say what we truly believe, we have what we say. Uh, uh, Lou mentioned it, uh, life and death is in the power of the tongue, Proverbs 18, 21. But you also, Proverbs 6, 2, you're snared by the words of your mouth. That word snare held captive by the words of your mouth. So you can act like you want to do a whole lot, but you're going to live out what you truly believe. Right? You can't fake belief. That's the thing. You can't front belief. You're going to live out what you truly believe. Right? So we talked about that last week. So <clears throat> believers fight to see beyond their comfort and conveniences. So believers fight to see beyond their comfort and conveniences. So, so some, some life, is, life can be tough, you know, depends on how we all live, you know, uh, you know coming through the, the first 29 years in Newark, uh, Newark, New Jersey, or the Essex County area in, in New Jersey, you, you, you know, you have choice, but obviously I made the poor choices, so it was a hard life. And so, so you think, this is my life, so now I'm looking for conveniences every opportunity I get whether it's smoking, drinking, or whatever you're doing that you're not supposed to be doing, right? And you cross over to the, the life of a believer, I live a wonderful life with God, and I'm looking for opportunities to elevate and to grow at different levels. I'm looking for more to believe for. I'm looking to see more beyond what I've been seeing. Well, then, well, but back in the day, what I was seeing was, was what I thought that's all there was. I remember when I was 17, I says, well, you know, worst thing can happen is I die. Not like I got anything to live for. I was making that decision based on what? What I saw around me. I, obviously, I didn't have the future in mind. You know, I was like, obviously. I had plenty to live for. You know? From wonderful Melanie to this wonderful family, right? Plenty to live for, right? Wonderful purpose. But, you know, at 17, sitting on the porch at 139 Goldsmith Avenue in Newark, New Jersey, I'm just like, man, God, I thought you just, you know, I thought you was like one of them special people that had special things for people. This is it? This is all you got for me, huh? But see, I couldn't hear him. He probably was like, man, if you take all that cloud away, you, you will see, not only see and hear the direction of all that I have planned for you in the first place. This is a result of you not listening and not locking in and allowing your mind to be clouded through unbelief, because I lived in unbelief, right? So a believer sees what's supernaturally yet to manifest in the natural. A believer sees, listen, a believer sees what's supernaturally yet to manifest in the natural. Yeah, you know, uh, I heard somebody, somebody read it. Read it. Oh, y'all read it when y'all was um, for the song by faith, 
right? Hebrews 11.1, 1. faith is the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not seen, right? And then I think they read verse, verse 3, uh, the worlds were framed, right? By faith, the worlds were framed by the Word of God. So that things that are seen were made with, from things that don't appear. So if what we see was created by the unseen, what's really real? What's the, more of the reality? The unseen realm. We've just allowed the, the, the uh, being born in the sin and, sin and shaping in iniquity to cloud our minds from the heaven realm. Okay, so, so just for conversation here, just so we give you the foundation. In the beginning, the Bible says God created what? Heaven and earth. Good. Everybody's paying attention. And we, we always talk about and is what? Conjunction. A conjunction, right? So heaven and earth, not heaven or earth, right? So his original plan, and we, we learned this in Bible school, right? Uh, the first mention principle, creation, the first time he mentioned it, he shared what his intent was. S- scripture number one, God created heaven and earth together. It was always designed to operate together, not individual, not optional, right? Then he created man in his image after his likeness and, and all that, you know, and then they sinned, right? So now they, they walk out of the presence of God. But, but before all that sin, before he even breathed a breath into man in, in Genesis 2-1, it said, and God was finished with the heavens and the earth, conjunction, and all the host of them, the population of both. So it was always designed for us to work together. That's why the Lord's Prayer is for, we, we pray for what? For it to be on earth as it is in heaven. Right? Ephesians 1, 3. We're praying for all spiritual blessings in heavenly places. Right? As the days of heaven on the earth. It's all through the Scripture. Right? So trying to get us to operate. That's why Jacob, when he, when he, when he, lost all that, that, that hustle cloud over him, he saw he was, he, was, he was in isolation and he saw the angels ascending and descending from the heaven and the earth realm, right? right? Mm-hmm. We won't get into angels. We talked about that with connections on Wednesday, so we'll get back to that on Wednesday, right? So, these, so a believer sees what's naturally yet to manifest. And so that's why you see people uh, uh, my nephew uh, was saying yesterday, he was going around, he was like, the smiles are contagious, right? And, and, and so you see people smiling because they see beyond where they're at. And, and, and not like they're in all bad positions, but they always have something to look forward to. When we talk to, uh, we do a, a relationship boot camp every February, we talk with couples. It's not just about a moment of pleasure, man, come on. Like, like at this age, we got to realize that don't, that don't fulfill nobody. Man, a, a moment of pleasure go, go away so fast, you're almost like it wasn't even worth all the work or the compromise, all the alienation, all the separating from God. It wasn't even worth it. You know, like, like if we honest, like it wasn't even worth it. I mean, I knew this before I was a Christian. I was like, ah, I got all worked up for, what, what AJ said? Uh, five, no, he said five seconds of pleasure. Her son, his son, he's doing a rap session, he's like, it's like five seconds. You get all worked up for that. And I was like, man, the cost doesn't weigh out with what I got. Right. There's got to be more to it than this. 
Well, 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 when people cross over to God, they always have something to look forward to. And what we find out with couples a lot of time, it's not, yes, it's miscommunication and things of that nature, but a lot of times there's a vision def- deficit. There's no vision. You know, everybody's going through the motions. Man, it's wonderful when you got the job. It's wonderful when you got the job and they're paying you a salary you didn't have before. And then you got the house. And the house is wonderful. But anybody that's had a house, after a while, this house that was like, oh, wow. Ooh, did you? Man, look at that room over there. Man, the way that granite is laying, what? Hey, hey, when everybody, now after everybody's come by, after you know, I had the house blessing, after, you know, after you got all, you know, uh, different people come by, all of a sudden this huge house starts getting smaller. <laughs> yeah, that's all of a sudden. And for some people, it don't take that long. Some people, it takes a few weeks to be like, this was sweet, at the, you know, at first. I mean, you still love it, you appreciate it, but you're like, now you're looking for the next one, right? Because you'd be wondering why, ain't that, why y'all, you, you, your family be like, why ain't that enough? They ain't living there. You are, <laughs> right? And you're like, ah, yeah, you know what? It would be nice if we had a room here, too, or a workout room here, too. Or you're like, you know, now you start to see things you didn't see before, right? Right, because that stuff ain't designed to fulfill you. It's an accessory, not essential. You know what I'm saying? It's an accessory. What's essential is vision. See, that's just a station that you drop by on your way to another level. <laughs> See, so, so, so the thing is, if you maintain your design that God gave you in Genesis 1, which was to be a creator, he made you in his image after his likeness, you can see as a creator beyond your present circumstances. But if you conform to the world, you lose sight of being a creator, and the world is not creators. They're led by the devil. They're perverters. They're twisters. They're wicked. They damage what was good. They don't, they don't build on what was good. So when you conform, you end up, perversion does not satisfy. Lust is insatiable. It's a, you, you'll never get satisfied. You keep chasing something that you're not going to get, and the whole time it's distracting you from your creativity and your dreams. Believing beyond what you can see and being fulfilled. Snatching the life out of you. And then you look up, Years go by and be like, man, how did I, what happened? I mean, it just, man, it was just like June 5th, 10 years ago. But it seemed like yesterday, right? All getting caught up. Same job. Remember when you get the job? I used to pick up my wife all the time. You get a new job, right? You get a new job. Her parents are over here. <laughs> all right, you get a new Yes, you got, we got to multitask, you know. Your parents are over here, ma'am. Right sitting right there, yellow shirt, orange shirt. All right, so, all right, so, so you know, you get a new job, and so I was picking my wife, she would get new jobs, and she'd be like, oh, babe, this job is the bomb. And I'd just be smiling. I'd be like, okay, I'll give it a couple of weeks. You know, it's like these people don't lost their mind. <laughs> they don't literally lost their mind over here. And then, so I, I won't say nothing at first. I just give it a couple more days. I was like, now, babe, remember when you first got this job? You were so excited. And this has happened on, on, on quite a few occasions. Why? Because it's new. New is exciting for all of us. Do you understand? Uh, hey, you start the new business. Hey, babe, woo! Got new business. You got your business cards. What? Bam! You know, she said two versions. Two versions. 
throw a little, some, some letters behind it, LLC. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know what I'm saying? Then when you go talk to people, yeah, you know, it's my business. You know what I'm saying? Right? Well, see, we're not measuring the fulfillment of it. We're just measuring uh, just the whole concept of I'm in business. You know, the purpose of business is to make money, right? You know that, right? Not to waste time. <laughs> oh, I messed I mess y'all up, right? Y'all mad now. He done messed up your business, didn't he? Because you don't want nobody in your business. Well, you must don't want employees in your business because your business has been stagnant at the same place for a long time. Not because God mad at you. God saying, listen, you can creatively harmonize in your home, have vision, and do what I purposed you to do in the first place. You can seek first my kingdom and attract things and stop chasing things. When you chase them, they, you repel them. When you chase the king, you draw them in. So you keep doing stuff at the expense of me, how's it working for you? So he wants us to get back to being creators. Seeing beyond the circumstance. Because sometimes we start business out of panic. You know, money get tight. That's that's start a business, start a business, start a business. You don't start a business out of fear. You start a business out of purpose, out of faith. All right, so anyway, all right, so. Somebody needed to hear that. I, I don't know. I just, that wasn't in the notes. All right. All right so look, look. So, so we said a lot of times there's a vision deficit, right? In most relationships, like, like we had a couple come in. They were going at it. You know, like you go to the doctor and you fill out the, the, the information and then they give you the diagnosis. Oh, 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 definitely. Uh, yeah, yeah, you have a visionitis. Lack of visionitis. Yeah, y'all, oh no, we just need you some dose of vision. You guys will be fine. Send you on your way. Have a good day. Right? Just need vision because that draws people together. That's harmony. Everybody got something to do with the vision. Now it's not, you don't spend no time with me. Yeah, because we ain't in vision. You envision, you have to spend time together. But if there's no vision, if it's compartmentalized, I'm doing my thing over here, I'm doing my thing over there, then it's kind of like we interrupting each other because my thing has a certain rhythm, your thing has a different rhythm. And then you're getting on my nerves when you interrupt my rhythm. I'm getting on your nerves. And then the timing is always off. But if you rolling together, you always have something to look forward to. You're always in harmony. And the single people say, good, I'm glad I don't have to deal with that. Yes, you do. You're supposed to stay in harmony with God's vision for your life. And the reason why you get frustrated and depressed because you're not lining up with God. You don't think it's important. You think you can just, you can live life off of how you feel. But if you're honest with yourself, how's that been working for you? Nobody is happy living off how they feel. It ain't just you. It's Keith, too, and everybody else. We're happy when we're living off of our purpose in God because our feelings is just as fleeting as that new house. Felt good in the moment, didn't it? Had all that weight after, didn't it? You trying to pretend you have, I feel, I feel wonderful. I can't believe I did that. I feel, yeah, I just, yeah, you know, man, you know, just everything's just going great. Oh my God, I can't believe I did that. And you know, everything's just happy and all you, <laughs> why? Because we're not staying in harmony with God. You're, we were put here for a reason, fearfully and wonderfully made, right? We were put here to believe that God loves us and his plan is always better than ours. We was put here to believe that, that he knows the thoughts that he thinks towards us. Not of evil, but to bring us to an expected end, a fulfillment. 
Jeremiah 29, 11, right? That's what we were here for, not to be in our feelings and then make mistakes and try to justify the mistake. You know how you try to fix the mistake and then create another mistake? We talked about that last week, right? I, so, so, so interesting enough, God's people perish or are destroyed for lack of vision, right? The inability to believe to see. Lack of vision is the inability to believe to see. And I said it that way. I didn't say see to believe. I said believe to see. So, so the interesting thing is the Bible says we perish because or we're destroyed because we can't see more than sin. Sin is a result of the inability to see. Sin is a result of the, like, why would you leave God? Because you don't believe it's going to fulfill you. You don't believe it's enough. Why would Eve take an option? Because she didn't believe she had all she needed. The devil convinced her, oh, you, ain't, you, ain't, you, ain't, you don't have enough. Like, you already have what you need. Like, like even growing up, people, you know, grow, you grow up in the hood, everybody's trying to convince you you need what they have, and you're not enough with who you are. And if you haven't realized who you are, you go for that mess. I'm sorry. I went for that mess, okay? Y'all probably didn't. I did, okay? I fell for it. What, I need what? Oh, I need a different style? I need to look like this? I'm not walking right? Hold on, hold on, hold on. How I got to walk? Oh, I got to lean a little bit. What? Hold on, hold on, man. You're going too fast. Put your, I, oh, I got to go like this with my hand? Oh, no, I got I, I to stiffen up the wrist a little bit, so I got to. And then I can't say hi or what's up. I'm not Bugs Bunny. What's up? What's up? Right? You know, and then sometimes I'm not saying nothing. You know. I said, like. And then I got to add word. Yo, my man, what's happening? Yo, dog. Backwards God? <laughs> you know, so, so I'm adding all these things because I'm trying. And then each year or each, oh, now it's not, not each year, it's like cell phones. It's like every two months, they, something change. So I think I'm, once, once I master it, they got a new thing, you know. You know, it, it done went from keeping it real to keeping it 100 to keeping it 1,000. I don't know what it is now. <laughs> then it was keeping it 100, then they took out keeping it and just made it 100. 100. <laughs> Excuse me. So, so, so just change it up, honey, right? And so we, 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 they keep changing things, and then I'm like, okay, keep, I got this, oh, okay, now flow this way, <laughs> uh, okay, uh, is this right? Do I look right? Stand right? Wear this right? Oh, yeah, change the style? <laughs> it's just some type, of, some type of, like, group message? Like, I don't know, I thought this was the style now. But you know what I, I, I figured out? There really is no style. It's just you and what you like. You make your own style. You still wearing those pants? Yep, because I like them. <laughs> you still cut your hair like that? Yep, because I like it. And then I figure something else out. I can like something, it come back around. I just got to weather the storm. They just come right back around. <laughs> 
Like, I'm watching people wearing stuff I wore in the 70s. And I don't tell them my age, 59, but I did. I was like, oh, we used to wear that. So when people say, oh, this ain't the style, I said, man, y'all, y'all talking about me. I'm still wearing that. Y'all wearing stuff I wore back in high school. Are you serious? What y'all, the temptations? So, so if I'm cracking, you trying to crack on me, you know, you could fit like three people in those pants legs. Uh, yeah, but you can't breathe in yours. <laughs> Unless you're trying to jo- jo- join a group. What, what, what you doing? Right? So you understand what I'm saying? It's all relative. Right? So God is saying, lock into your design. Believe what I gave you is enough, and that's where you're going to be fulfilled at. Stop. Just keep. St- the Bible says don't be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewal of your mind. Keep evolving. Evolving. Let your design evolve. You become the pressure, right? And so, so Proverbs 28.9. Let's go there. Proverbs 28.9. So chapter and verse, I just give you give you the, the scripture. Twenty nine eighteen. Twenty nine eighteen. I said the wrong thing the first time. Before y'all get on me, I changed it. So Proverbs twenty nine eighteen. It says, "Where there is no vision, the people perish. But he that keepeth the law, happy is he. He who stays in harmony with God's word is happy." It says, "But when we don't have no vision, people perish." So, so a lot of times when there's a vision deficit, we operate, we perish. Now, the Bible says God is meant for none to perish. Now, that word, within that word perish is destroy. People are destroyed because they don't have vision, right? Uh, uh, there's a scripture in Peter that says uh, when people don't stay lined up with faith and patience and all the attributes of God's character, it says they can't see afar off. They can't see outside of where they are. They can't see beyond where they are. Remember we talked about last week the difference between sparrows and eagles. We said the sparrow is, is surprised by the storm, is normally running to hide. The eagle sees the storm in advance and is excited about it because he knows the storm's going to take him to another level. Right? Two different abilities to see, but two different abilities to respond. Because the eagles see through the storm and they see the benefit of the storm's wind elevating them. The sparrow only sees the, the darkness and the wind and the rains and the, the thunder, and it's intimidating, right? And so, so, so the ability to see afar off helps us. So the, the uh, what was it, ES, ESV version of the same scripture says, where there's no prophetic vision, the people cast off restraint, but blessed is he who keeps the law. So it says when a person doesn't have vision, so we start out, we're in, this, uh, we're in the presence of God. So this stage would be the presence of God for this conversation. And, you know, just pretend Adam and Eve is operating here. Well, I'm, I'm going to get Eve because I like hanging out with this lady. So you could be, well, you're not going to be Eve. You're going to be Melanie for this conversation. Okay. Well, you might have to be Eve for the example. Oh. All right, so, so we're in the presence of God. We're rolling. We have everything we need. It says they were walking with God in the cool of the day. You know, we just, we, we've got you know, and then we speak things and they happen. You know, we, we hungry, we speak for you know, some carrots. We just speak carrots. Carrots happen. Because remember, we're made in God's image after God's likeness. He spoke things into existence. When it was dark, he said, let there be light. 
He made us in his design so we could just speak things and they'll happen. And vegetation and stuff will happen. There was no need for rain. The dew was enough because the nutrients didn't, it, they weren't trying to fight through corruption. They, they weren't trying, trying to fight through the hardness of corruption, you know. So everything was, nothing was hard. So, so, so again, once you speak that seed in there, it, it, it just, it, it popped out, just popped out. That's why I remember when in Noah's time, they were surprised about rain because it had never rained. It wasn't needed. Rain was needed after sin to marinate the hardness of the ground because now man had to break through the ground to get a harvest. But Adam didn't have to do that before sin. He just speaking. So we speaking. We, like we got in, in, in his presence is fullness of joy, right? That's why she's always smiling. Right? And his right hand are pleasures forevermore, unlimited. So they were, they had full joy and all pleasures. Right? So Eve, for whatever reason, don't know what Eve was thinking about. So, so you're going to go over here. You just go over there, right over there at the edge of that stage. Uh, and then just for this, you have to be my help just for the day. You're facing that way, uh, you're facing that wall. Yeah, so Lou, you come over there. No, I'm sorry, Joe. Y'all was in the same proximity. So, so, so I'm just enjoying the pleasures. I'm so caught up in the pleasures, I'm forgetting I have help. And I'm losing sight that I don't wipe my forehead because God sent me a help me suitable for me. I still have to pour into the relationship. I got all the intel from God, but I have to constantly pour in a relationship. And, and so she's, she's supposed to, she's rolling with me. If you look in the beginning, Eve was just with him, rolling with him. So somehow, so how does Eve get away from me? Obviously, I'm just caught up in my own thing. You know, us men, we get tunnel vision, right? So while I'm out there, you got uh, this, this dude over here. One is trying to convince her, you don't, ha- you don't have enough. You know, then he's trying to convince her, oh, God don't love you. Why, why you can't eat of that tree? Oh, we can eat of all the trees. So Eve is breaking it down. We get all the trees. We just can't eat of that one. He said, oh, no, see, God don't want you to eat that one because you're going to be like him. Now, why is that important? He's trying to convince her you need something. There's something you don't have. She was already like God. He made us in his image after his likeness. So he flipped it on her. So she was like, oh. I can get more? And it said that she saw that the tree was good for food. It was pleasant to the eyes, and it can make one wise. Lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, and the pride of life. Right? First John 2. Those are the tools of Satan. The lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, and the pride of life. Cares of the world, the deceitfulness of riches, and lust of other things. Mark chapter 4. Same trick. So he, he convinces her. Now, now you go down the stairs. And Joe, you can go back and sit down because, you know, Satan, Satan undid his job. And you're not Satan now. Now you're back to Joe. <laughs> I'm sorry, Courtney. I just needed him for an example. He was close, okay? Had to use somebody, okay? He's not Satan. He's a great guy. All right, so now she, 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 she's outside of the presence. I'm, you know, I, I decided to take a break from all my pleasures, enjoying. And I'm like, where you at? And I'm like. Over here. Over here. <laughs> What's she doing out there, though? Oh, look what I saw. It's good. It's good for us. But see, us. God gave me somebody 
and now she's in my heart, and I was designed to cover and protect her. And I had, you know, and, and so she's a part of my appetite now. You know what I'm saying? So, 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 so once I done tasted this appetite, see, that's what I was missing. I got hungry. <laughs> oh, boy, that's interesting. All right, so you can look at that a, a thousand ways, right? But so, so, so I was busy with pleasures, but no matter how busy you are with pleasures, you're always going to get hungry, <laughs> thirsty. So now I'm going to get my thirst quenched. You know how people do process stuff, so I just, all right. So I eat too. Oh, wasn't that good? The interesting thing is we were in this, this realm of protection. We walked outside the lines. Now we're outside of our protection. Mm. Now, when we were in our protection, the Bible says we were naked and unashamed. You know why? We was just focused on joy and pleasure. We couldn't even see ourselves. Ourselves wasn't important. So it's not like, you know, you know, uh, we had a scar here or a bump here or whatever. We, we had no time to look at ourselves. What could be more important than the splendor of God? Hmm. Now we walk outside and the Bible says in Genesis 3, it says they knew that they were naked. That word knew means intimate with. So not only are we looking at ourselves, that's all we're looking at now. So now we're not looking at God and the things of God. We're just looking at ourselves. And look, look, they're just like, so we're like, oh, man, what is this? What was God tripping? What? What's, oh, just grab something. Just grab. So we're just grabbing things of the world to cover ourselves. So now we're starting layers that's separating us from God. So now, you can have a seat, since you don't got us in trouble. All right, so, so, so now God is thirsting for what he poured his love into to return the love. So he's looking for us. He's like, hold on a second. They've been in my presence. Where they at? And so he calls for Adam because he goes, First of all, God don't have to look for you. So he had to look. He's like, where are you? You're supposed to be in my presence. He says, uh, well, I, I heard you coming. God, I've been coming all the time. You hiding today, and we hid from you. Okay, y'all ate that tree, didn't y'all? Y'all ate the tree of knowledge of good and evil, so now evil is an option. Now not believing is an option. Not believing you enough, not believing I gave you all you need, not believing you were designed for fulfillment. Now you're questioning the very thing that I designed. You was fine with it just a minute ago, but you ate that tree, didn't you? I know you ate that tree. And so, so, so they end up having to be covered. So, so see, they had double covered themselves from God. It said they hid themselves. That was the first cover. The second cover is they covered themselves with the things of the world. Right? And that's what we do. When we sin, what we do? We hide. Because if you think you're doing the right thing, like you, you, you argue with people, you would expose it to everybody, wouldn't you? Every level you go to, because you're trying to convince other people to do this right thing that you think you're doing right, right? <laughs> Why aren't you doing it? 
You hiding because you know it's wrong. Even though you fight, even though you got a philosophy, even though you have a reason that you got from that tree of knowledge of good and evil, on the inside you know it's wrong by your actions. Your actions is hiding. Now, you might hide behind an argument, but mostly you, you, you ghost, right? That's, I said that right, right? That's 2022, right? <laughs> right? Right? He said secrecy is the strength of sin. I actually got that from you, didn't I? All right. So, so 2 Peter 3.9, 2 Peter 3.9, we're, we're close to closing here. Man, I thought I was going to get through this a lot quicker, but I guess God had another plan. All right, not I guess. I know he did. Right, 2 Peter 3.9, it says, the Lord isn't, isn't, 2 Peter 3.9, I'm going to read it out of the New Living Translation, the ESV and the Amplified, just so we can get this. It says, the Lord isn't really being slow about his promise, as some people think, because he promised us some things. It says, no, he is being patient for your sake. He does not want anyone to be destroyed. Listen, listen to what perish and destroy means. Cease, the one to cease, well, you know, that means you're gone, right? To be, cut down, to, to be cut down or cut off, to be brought to silence, to be undone, to utterly perish or, or be corrupted. But he wants everyone to repent. So God doesn't want no one to perish. He doesn't want no one without vision. He doesn't want no one to perish because they haven't had vision. So he wants all of us to cross over into seeing all that he has for us and living that life out. ESV says this, the Lord is not slow to fulfill his promise as some count slowness, but is patient towards you, not wishing that any should perish, but that all should reach repentance, turn away from going outside of his presence. And then the Amplifier says this, the Lord does not delay as though he were unable to act, right? It says, and is not slow about his promise, as some count slowness, but is extraordinarily patient towards you, not wishing for any to perish, but all to come to repentance. And the scripture says, but the, but the day of the Lord will come like a thief, and then the heavens will vanish with a mighty thunder's roar, and the material elements will be destroyed with intense heat, and the earth and, and the works that are on it will be burnt up. Since all these things are to be destroyed in this way, what kind of people ought you to be in the meantime? In holy behavior, that is a pattern of daily life that sets you apart as a believer. That sets you apart as a believer. If I'm not a believer, I'm no different than anybody else in the world. My belief is what sets me apart. My ability to see what hasn't manifested in life yet sets me apart. Not that I'm, I'm, I'm without circumstance or without uh, hurdles or without challenges. No, I believe beyond them. See, the difference between a believer and a non-believer is similar to the eagle and the sparrow. The non-believer is like the sparrow. Circumstances crush or, or have them run and hide from God. I can't believe God made me go through this. I'm going through so much stuff. No kind of God let me go through this. That's a sparrow. Sparrows are crybabies. Sparrows amplify the obvious. Sparrows play the victim. Sparrows jump to conclusions. We're going to die, we're going to die, we're going to die. That's a sparrow. An eagle is more of an optimist. 
The eagle sees opportunity with challenge, converts the storm into elevation, like we talked about last week. And so a believer is like that. A believer is like, oh, we, oh, something gonna happen here. Well, hey, hey, our faith and God getting involved, whoo, we about to see something here. Ooh, the testimony's gonna come out of this one. Because <laughs> I know my God. So people around go, oh my God, I can't believe this is happening. I'm gonna chill out, man. It's cool. It's cool. It's, it's deep, though. It's cool, but no, no, no. God got me on this one. No, 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 no. Listen, I've been in some of these situations before. When God shows up, it's amazing, man. I'm just excited to see what, what, what I'm gonna get out of this. What level of power, what level of elevation, how he's gonna work it out for good. What's gonna be my testimony? Believers are different. Everybody deals with circumstances. Don't get it twisted. I'm a Christian now. I can't believe circumstances happen. No, 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 no. It's not the circumstances. It's how you convert them or how they convert you. A believer converts the circumstances. A non-believer, the circumstances convert you. All of a sudden now, this is the way I am. Oh, really? Because I noticed when you came out the womb, you weren't acting that way. Oh, you was exposed to nothing. You was in total isolation and became who you are. Got that hairstyle. Start flowing like that. Start hanging out with those people. You was just in total isolation and, and through epiphany, you know what? I think I want to be a Rastafari. Never seen one in my life, but I got a vision from God. No, you were influenced. But you pretending that I'm just being me. How come I've seen so many of you? Because there is only one you, but what you're being is plenty of. Now, you're in denial that you're just doing you. But that's because all you see is what's in front of you. Oh, no, it's plenty of you. It's plenty. We counsel people like, okay, here we go. Maybe seen, we've seen them symptoms. But somebody mentioned it, what you trying to say? I'm trying to make you aware that you're being set up. But you're fighting against even the truth that's going to free your ability to see beyond this mess. Go to repentance and avoid being destroyed. Because the scripture also says you're destroyed for lack of knowledge. The knowledge is trying to assist you in seeing again, believing again. Give up is I don't believe. Uh, David said this, you know, we read it in um, the Bible study fellowship early in the morning, but it's actually one of my favorite chapters. I don't know if that's why that triggered people reading it, but Psalm 27 and verse 13 is my favorite. I, I would have fainted. I would have given up unless I believe to see. Remember I said earlier, believers believe to see. They don't need to see to believe. Remember, didn't Jesus tell Thomas that? He said, blessed is the person that believes and has not seen yet because that person trusts me. But if, if you see it, you don't need belief. It's right in front of your face. You don't need hope. It's right there. You don't need faith. He's given, he dealt to every man a measure of faith for a reason because he knows you're going to need the faith lenses to see beyond what the devil's going to try to run at you as false evidence appearing real to punk you from fulfilling your purpose, to get you to quit. But David says, he says, 
I believed to see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. He says, I would have fainted. I would have quit unless I believed to see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. So that means in this earth realm, David said, I'm believing to see what I've been visualizing in the heaven realm to manifest here on earth. Ephesians 1, 3, all spiritual blessings in heavenly places to now saturate my life like it did for Adam and Eve before they sinned. So bring it. David was like, bring it. But I ain't quitting. You're, hey, I'm not going to be weary and well-doing. Right? Because I know I'm going to reap. If I don't quit, if I hold on to my, listen, if I hold on to my belief, right? And that's, the, that's, that's what the key is, right? Listen, when Jesus was rolling up on Peter in uh, Luke 22, uh, 31 and 32, he says, Satan desires to sift you as wheat, to break you down and to break you down. He says, but I'm praying that your faith fails not. Now, first he says he's trying to sift you. Then he says, I'm praying that your faith don't fail. What he was saying is, Satan is going to try to break down your faith. He's going to try to break down your faith to a point where you don't believe anymore. Once he gets you not to believe, he can blind you and he can steal your life. He can have you fighting for something that's destroying you. He can have you fighting for something that's alienating you from all your connections. That's Wednesday's message, right? He can have you fighting for something that's Now it's all about you getting less than you deserve, but you're acting like you're getting all you deserve at the expense of you being filled up with overflowing your cup running over and blessing everybody that comes in contact with you. What happened to everybody else? What happened to coming to church for people as opposed to just coming to church and and I got to get some? But our cup's not running over because we have lost sight of believing. A believer's cup is always running over. That same David it, is, wrote, that was well, Psalm 27, uh, uh, four chapters before, in 23, my cup runneth over. So, so, so when people run into me, I spill all this belief and all this stuff in my life over in their life. It's about others' lives. We're not just sitting here for us. And we're so busy thinking about ourselves There's somebody that was hanging with you that God designed you to save their life, but you're so busy trying to protect your compromise, you can't even see the life that you're supposed to save. You're so busy trying to prove it don't take all that. It don't take all that. It don't take all that. Okay, you win. It don't take now now, now what? All the lives that you're supposed to impact are going to be impacted now? We spent so many days and years uh, fighting fires that we've caused in compromise, and we don't realize all these souls that we're supposed to save, all these kids that are supposed to grow, all these young men and young women that are supposed to get impacted are not being impacted while we're running around putting out fires. And then we cause the fire, and we're mad at everybody else that they won't put the fire out for us. As if we called them up, hey, I'm about to burn this whole thing up. You putting out the fire for me? I mean, before I start, before I light this flame, I just want to know you're going to be there for me. We ain't calling nobody up. We start the fire, then we calling people up and go, oh, so, oh, oh, you just going to let, let it burn? Well, I figured that was, that's what you wanted. You lit it, didn't you? Y'all, y'all, y'all tripping on God, right? 
God, why are you letting this fire burn? Who lit the fire? I figured you wanted it to burn. But we're doing things and then holding other people accountable and responsible for them. That's not fair. Listen, I ain't, that's why I ain't mad at you. I, I'll offer you the truth. I'll offer you direction. You have a choice. You'll go, what kind of pastor would do this, that, and the other? I'm not even flinching. I'm being obedient to God. And I've said this, I'm going to use you because you, you're, you're a mature minister at the church, correct? Amen. So one time, because of where he was in ministry, you was complaining, right? Yes. Right? And my response was, how come God didn't show up and, and, and put you in position? I, I didn't even feel bad. I was just like, I didn't feel like, oh, my God, I better hurry up and make sure he gets where he wants to be, you know, or before he leaves. I, did I do that? No. I, no, sir. <laughs> yeah, I said it like that. <laughs> what what that mean? No, I'm just playing. No, but what I'm saying is, but, but, I, but everybody that's been around here know I'm not insecure. I've offered him everything he needs for what he believes he's supposed to do. Some things he discovered, ah, maybe I'm not supposed to do exactly that. I'm supposed to do this. But I didn't trip. I didn't go, who do you think you are trying to be? In? No, here you go. Here you go. Here you go. But anybody in here come to me and start blaming God. You'll, you'll hear a whole nother Pastor Keith. You can attack me. I'll still love you. You can talk about us, still love you. It's going to be stretching, but we're going to love you. (laughs) Start blaming God. My whole conversation changes. Because why are you blaming God? You made the choice. That's just like, I love you, son. My son made some moves and was tripping on us. Like, you made the move. You had everything you wanted at the house. You left, so I'm supposed to get in the car and drive around the city. He might be over here. <laughs> you know, because I bought a suit, I bought him a suit. I bought Adidas, I bought him Adidas. You leave, you want to go out and do whatever. I'm supposed to just run around with, with, a, with a car full of clothes. Baby, I might find him. He could just be, I'll just keep this clothes in the car. He might, be, might run into him. No, I don't have to. You can always come and get it. God's saying the same thing. I'm supposed to leave my throne to come and pollute myself to chase you? You made the choice, make the choice to come back. Embrace the humility of of whatever you did. Come back. Let's start from here. Because the Bible says God's always waiting there with open arms. It's like the prodigal son's dad. Excited to have you back. Right? So that's why that scripture said, he doesn't want none to perish, but he wants all to repent. Repent means to turn away from, not say, forgive me, forgive me, forgive me, and keep walking towards the sin. Repent is an action, right? He wants, he, wants, he wants us back believing. Ask the parents. The parents just want the child to believe them, even though it hurts, even though it's the truth. They just want the child to believe them, right? So if you want your child to believe you, are you believing God? That was a question. No, I'm just, <laughs> I'm playing. I'm just playing. All right, so, 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 then these next few weeks, we're just going to recalibrate ourselves back to believing. Don't, don't overwhelm yourself. Oh, my God, I got, I got to walk on water tomorrow. 
That's not what no one's saying. We're saying set a target. Take the next best step from here. Believe more. Believe for things that you can believe for. How about that? And then build on that. Then start believing for some things that's a little more stretching. You know what I'm saying? But start with what you can believe for. But start training yourself to believe, not to worry. Right? Not the worst. Just train yourself to believe. Put yourself in some uncomfortable situations that you can't do without God. Right? Like, do some uncomfortable things. Do some uncomfortable things at church and say, I can't do this, but God, you can. Right? Have that tough conversation with Pastor Mel and say, I can't, but God can help me. (laughs) He can help me embrace all this truth. Apologize. You can't. But God can do it through you. The scripture says apart from, apart from him, we can do nothing anyway. But let's take some, some better steps to believe. Be vulnerable for a change. Instead of going, no, I ain't really do what you think I did. I did. Well, you know, you know, it, it, I know it kind of looked like, you know, I kind of. No, stop. Stop. Just to, well, uh, Pastor Mel said how she stopped lying. She started just saying, like, if she lied, she just started telling me. <laughs> started telling me I just lied to you just now. I just, <laughs> Just let you know I lied to you. It just came out, you know, it's been a habit for a while, you know. So why don't you just do that? Why don't you just stop? Why don't you just like, you know what? My bad, Pastor. I'm just afraid. Could you help me with that? Actually, I've never done this before. I've been acting like I, I'm, I'm pretty, I, I never. So could you just help me from here? How about this? I don't believe nobody really, I don't, I don't believe I'm worth anybody wanting to spend the rest of their life with me. So that's why I'm compromising because I figure, why believe for this wonderful person and I don't believe I'm worth the wonderful person? Why don't we start right there? Because it's not even true. It's, it's your, what did you, you said today, you said a person that judges themselves is going to hell. She didn't say it from scripture, she just said, she said she was judging herself. Like, she was like, I'm a good person. And she figured, well, no, no, no way God's going to send me to hell because I'm a good person. What kind of God? Now, first of all, she hadn't studied God. She just figured, what kind of God? Would, but God is not, the Bible says no respected person. God has already established the choice and the options. He leaves the choice to us. If a person goes to hell, it's not because God said you're going to hell. It's because they chose to walk outside of the presence of God. They chose not to accept Jesus Christ, their Lord and Savior, the salvation for this world of sin. Not that God put him in there. So, so what you're saying is God saying, hey, hey, I got a way of escape. You can get out of this sin mess. Hey, you just had to, you know, I've already established it before you were born and you decided to sin that the payment for sin is death. But because I love y'all, I actually, I actually allowed my son to die, pay for the price, but he couldn't go door to door for the rest of your life. So you got to attach your faith to when he gave his life. You do that, hey, hey, hey. Oh, the devil trying to get you, accuse you, send you to hell, I got you covered. Just accept the blood of Jesus. You good. And then we go, I don't need to do that. And then we go, what kind of God? I'm a nice person. Well, let me go to him. He's the type of God that gave you an out. You didn't take it. Because your choice is telling him what you believe. Your choice is telling him what you want. Like, when you do something, you're saying what you want. 
But then when you get the consequences of it, you get mad at him. But he's going, wait a minute. I figured that's what you wanted. That's what you chose. I set before you life and death, blessings and cursing. I even gave you a hint. I told you to choose life. Deuteronomy 30, 19. So I gave you the options. What's happening out here and how to make the best choices because of what Adam and Eve did. I gave you the hint. Hey, choose life. So, 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 so. I, I, you know, almost like, you know how your parents do? They try to answer the questions for you. Uh, uh, behind door number one is life. Behind door number two is death and what goes along with it. You have a choice. Cursing could be behind there. Blessing could be behind there. Um, you, you make the choice. And then, choose life, choose life, choose life, choose life, choose life. No, 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 choose life, choose life. Don't know one, don't know one, right? And then you decide to choose death and cursing, and then what kind of God? See, death and cursing doesn't mean you won't do good deeds. Death and cursing means you're not obedient to God and in his presence. We're confusing obedience with what we've established, as she was saying, we've judged as good. You know, you helping somebody out of a situation, maybe making them more comfortable with not coming to God, but you'll tell yourself it was a good deed, but it wasn't an obedient deed. God's looking at obedience, not what we've established as right and wrongs. Right? I'm just, so I'm saying... We just, let's, let's, let us grow beyond our philosophies and our, and our, our feelings and really, really try to embrace this thing and, and give God a shot. I've always said this. Remember we had, we had the 90-day thing that we was doing, believe God for 90 days? Man, try, just try, make it 30 days, whatever. Just try to believe God consistently beyond just a moment. And if you don't come through for you, 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 you're at least somewhat justified, um, but God always comes through. All right, stand on your feet. That's all. That's all we'll talk about today.